you know, holidays are really hard, they really are. hard. Every holiday, I don't care if it's Memorial Day, it's hard. And you, you don't realize that. You would think like birthdays and holidays, you know, that used to be so special and so, and so, so meaningful. And now you're like, I just want to get it over with. I just want that day to be over. And mm -hmm. it was right around the holidays. And, and my tribe, they understood. And that's what I would say. Find people who understand, you know, don't try to fit into what the society wants you to be. Mm. Welcome to Resilient Moms, Hope, Healing, and Living After Loss podcast. My name is Teresa Reiniger, and I am a mindset and grief transformation coach. I'm here to hold space for grieving moms to find support and resources to navigate the grief of infertility, pregnancy, or childhood loss. You will hear heartfelt conversations where practical strategies of healing will be shared inspiration and encouragement to guide you to find purpose from your pain. Thank you for joining me. I encourage you to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode and connect with me on social media. Now take a deep breath to feel safe, lean in, open your heart, and find strength in the stories shared. Together, let's explore the power of hope, healing, and living after loss. Hello, Olga. Welcome to Resilient Moms Podcast. I'm so thankful and grateful that you have come on the podcast to share with me your story, your story of TJ, and your. we're going to talk about the grief that you've endured um, through the loss of TJ. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. I know this will has been a very difficult year for you. So just the listeners, they know Olga is just like one year, the one year anniversary of the loss of her son. So before we go into her sharing that story, I want you to, Olga, if you could share, gosh, who is Olga? <laughs> Outside of if you can remember outside of who you are prior to or with the grief of your son. Um, I'm hardworking. I'm passionate. Um, I'm dedicated, um, loving, you know, I'm, I'm a mom. I've always been a mom. I've always wanted to be a mom. And um, yeah, I don't even remember who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's, very normal. Very, very normal. Yeah. Um, so I want you to make sure that you take those deep breaths as we talk. Um, I want to make sure that you take your time in sharing your story, TJ's story, and know that, I know, I know you know this, that you're doing this to honor him and honor you. It's so important to honor you along with honoring him. So when you're ready, I would love for you to share with the listeners about TJ and your story. Um, TJ is Trevon Maurice Mr. Jr. 
He's our junior. He was our littlest one. Um, he died when he was six and a half um, in a summer camp. They weren't watching him and uh, he drowned. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was July 20th of 2022. And it's been over a year now. We just had his one year death anniversary. And um, yeah, I mean, he was, <laughs> he was an extraordinary kid. He was amazing. He was brilliant. He had such a bright future. Um, he was joyful, always smiling, so kind, and just wanted to make everybody better. And he was so loving and so cuddly and just, just amazing. He was an amazing little boy. Yeah. And I don't want to dive into um, at all um, the way that he passed. I mean, you indicated that he drowned, and I know there's been a lot around that, um, yeah. that they didn't really do what they should have done to prevent. So, but I don't want to get all into that. I really here want to talk about you. You know, the name of the podcast podcast is Resilient Moms. Right. Um, and when a mom goes through a loss, in my opinion, that resiliency in them comes out full force. And so that's what I want to share. Um, okay. We want to share about TJ, you know, his love, like you indicated. Um, but he only knows that love because of you and his father and his family. That's right. where that love came from. And so um, I'd like to start with just honoring you because I never met TJ and I feel like I have met TJ <laughs> yeah. through, through you honoring him. I, I, tend so, to, I tend to keep his memory alive, you know. That, that's exactly what you need to do. And yeah. so those of us that have not met met him, we have met him through you. And Absolutely. so um, I want to start with just, um, we talked about this a little ahead of time, um, but I want to elaborate some on this. So how was this first year um, of grief for you? F for me, um, there was a lot of denial at first. Mm -hmm. And even walking out of the hospital was like, oh, you know, I'll see him tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, it'll be fine until I put him in the ground. I know that sounds so awful. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I understood that he was gone. Mm -hmm. And um, for months, I would wake up and look around and see if something was next to me just to see like if I woke up from this nightmare. So the denial was real mm. and the bargaining was real. You know, just just thinking that he's gonna come back. He's going mm. to come back, there's no way. This is the worst possible thing that could happen. And, um, you know, I, I threw myself back into work right away, right away. Um, I kept myself busy. We were very, very aggressive with everything, you know, and I never took the time to grieve. Mm. 
I jump right back into everything, fighting for him, fighting for justice, you know, going back to work, working full time. And then about five months in, I was exhausted. Mm. I was worn out. I was exhausted. I was emotionally drained. I was, I was done. I was done. Mm. And I did not want to be here anymore. Mm. I wanted to be done with this world. I didn't think that it was fair that I had to wake up every morning and be without him, you know? Mm. And it was a very dark time. And it was right around Christmas. And it was, it was dark. It was really dark. And I still cry every day, mm. you know, but I went to church one day and my pastor said something and it really got to me. Mm. And what he said is you have to heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Yes. And I think that's very important for the angel moms, you know, moms that have lost to know that you have to heal in all three of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you, you, you can't just focus on one. There's all these different aspects of it and your body literally goes mm -hmm. through it. Yes. And nobody ever talks about that, but your actual body goes through the pain and, and, and it, it it's different and it's, it's hurts and, and your, you know, your, your, your whole body system is just different. And it's nobody ever talks about that. Mm. Nobody ever tells you, Hey, your whole body is going to go through a change. You know, your, your mind is going to go through it. Your, your beliefs, your belief, how can you believe in God if he took them from you? Right. That's, that's, that was my first thought. My first thought was I'm to get, I'm in it. I can't. I'm I was so mad at God, but then I realized that it wasn't God that took him, you know? Yeah. So you go through all of this journey and, and, and you realize that there's so many things out there that, that you open your eyes to. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I've never been really into yoga or healing and restorative yoga, but that has really helped me. Oh, good. So I highly recommend it for someone who's going through it because it it lets you find a little bit of peace in those little moments that you're med meditating and that you're, you know, in your body and you're taking a minute. And some people feel more connected to their loved ones, you know, to the mm -hmm. kids. So it's it's very important to still have that connection, even mm -hmm. though it's not physical anymore. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely makes sense. Totally makes sense to me. And everything that you said there, I just want to reassure you that all of that is very, very normal to go through. Um, the, just the shock that you're in and the thought yeah. that it puts in your body. And grief is hold, held in our body. And grief is really held in your lungs. And I talk about this often. That's one of the reasons, too. It's so hard to even breathe because that's where grief is. And so that's when 
everybody that I talk to is like, breathe, just breathe, because oh, that yeah. is work to mm -hmm. breathe. Grief is work. It's very exhausting. It's hard to yeah. breathe. It's hard to get up. It's hard to go to work. It's work to do all of those things to just function. It's, it's work to take a shower. It's work to eat. It's work to, all of it is work. And grief okay. is work. Um, very exhausting um, to go through, for sure. Um, yoga and finding the right thing that gives you that peace, even if it's just for a minute at first or five minutes or a half hour build on that. It could be like yoga, like you indicated, which is working for you, which is beautiful. Yeah. It could be journaling. It could just be walking in nature. There's, there's many forms of things right. that can be relief for people. And you may do a combination of all of those, but it sounds like yoga has been kind of your um, thing that's helping you and I love that you said you have to heal in all the ways you know oh absolutely physically spiritually and it takes time and I would just encourage people um, to don't always try to tackle all of those at one time right one at a time or right. a combination of but to try to take it slow there's there's no there's no end to it which is which is hard right to, to believe and it it's it's going to be there for the rest of your life there's no um eliminating that right do you have you um had signed have you experienced signs oh yeah <laughs> from cj I love oh, yeah. that. And when you said, you know, you don't, you, you're not going to feel him physically anymore. But I know many people, almost everyone, if they're in tune to it, yes. will still feel them, their spirit. And so, yeah. so you have had signs from TJ. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. He, <laughs> he brings me creatures all the time. <laughs> all the time. He was a huge animal fan and a huge, you know, nature fan. So, um, you know, we would find, I would be surrounded by birds all of a sudden, or, mm -hmm. um, I would, I, I always drive up and see a deer at my work mm -hmm. and they, they're not running away. They're just standing there. Um, mm -hmm. he has a deer at his cemetery. That's always hanging out at his grave site. Um, you know, just, you, you can just feel it. You can mm -hmm. just feel it, um, you know, hummingbirds. We have an owl that just reappeared a year later. Um, it appeared at our house about three days after mm -hmm. we buried TJ. And it was here for a while. It was right after a crazy storm. It was a lightning storm, but there was no rain. And it hit a tree, oh. almost like hit his house, almost hit his room, but didn't. And then an owl appeared and it was here. And then just recently, yesterday, we saw the owl again. Mm. So it, it's truth transcends illusion is what I say. Mm. So if you believe in something like that and you want to feel that connection, you're going to feel it. 
Yeah. You just have to be open to it. And sometimes when you grieve so much and so hard, those signs disappear because you're so deep into your pain. Mm. And I've had that happen. I've had months where I was in so much destruction and pain that I just didn't see anything from him. Mm. And that even made it worse, you know, because you, you feel like you've lost that connection. Mm. And then all of a sudden there's a rainbow, you know, mm. and, and there's a light and, and you, you realize that he's still, he's still spiritually here. He has, his soul is still here. Yeah. Yeah. I want to elaborate if, if you're, if you're open to it, elaborate a little bit on the destruction. And you said five months, six months was a very dark time for you. And I'm only yeah. asking you to share that so that those listeners um, that are listening can truly understand that they're not alone because that's very common for people. Right. And if you're willing to share a little bit about that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely part of the journey, you know, mm-hmm. yeah darkness is definitely part of the journey um just not wanting to be in this world anymore you Mm -hmm. know um I was very alone um after a while your friends kind of tend to disappear yeah and and it's not their fault they've just moved on with their lives and you know and it was right around Christmas time um and I was a lot busy oh yeah yeah you know, everybody's with their families and doing things. My husband and my son were out of town, um, spending time with the family in Atlanta. So I was by myself and I was by myself for about two weeks and still going to work. But the mornings were really, really hard when you wake up in the morning and evenings are always hard for me. Mm-hmm. Every day, if I'm by myself, that sadness, that melancholy, it overtakes me because he was always here with me. Sure. You know, he he was he was my little sidekick. We would we would ride to work, you know, we would ride to work together and I would take him to school before we went to before I dropped him off and and you know, we I would pick him up after school and we would make dinner together and brush our teeth together. We did everything together. So so things that you can't do it together anymore, even take a drive, was becoming so difficult for me. I remember the first time I went into Walmart after he was gone, I had a panic attack. People don't tell you about that. People don't tell you you're going to have a panic attack walking into a store. But you don't realize it until you go through it. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the darkness, the darkness overcomes you and you feel like, you know, I was so angry at humanity and I was mm. so angry at the world because I feel like the people were responsible for TJ's death. I still do. Mm-hmm. And so could humanity be so evil and so dark and take away my son and that you don't want to be around people when you feel like they've betrayed you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, that, it was hard. So did you seek more support at that time? I know your friends and and they were kind of distancing a little bit, busy with holidays and just distancing, like you said, and moving on with 
their life, um, which is hard to think that people can move on with their life when you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Did you seek some additional support or reach out to people at that time? What did you, what did you do at that time to help you through that? So I found a support in my tribe and my tribe is, is, you know, they're my angel moms. They're, they're the moms that have lost kids and it's completely different. It's not the same as how TJ died, but they understood and, and we're going through what I was going through. You know, holidays are really hard, they really are. hard. Every holiday, I don't care if it's Memorial Day, it's hard. And you, you don't realize that. You would think like birthdays and holidays, you know, that used to be so special and so, and so, so meaningful. And now you're like, I just want to get it over with. I just want that day to be over. And mm-hmm. it was right around holidays in in my tribe they understood and that's what I would say find people who understand you know don't try to fit into what the society wants you to be Mm. yes find people who understand because society wants us to just move on you know we don't even talk about it we don't even talk about it and do you realize that there's no name for us like what Mm. do we call her we're not a widow or or an orphan. There's no name for us. Just so, moms. Yeah. Is. Yeah. And you know, I just I just feel like well, I'm, I'm glad thinking. that you I'm glad that you reached out. Um, or they reached out to you because it yeah, is so important to have that tribe, those other women for women to reach out to, to support you, um, is, is huge, huge. That is something that I make sure that people have that, uh, have their tribe. I encourage people to have two or three people that are very close to you with you as your tribe, that all you have to do is send a text and say, I'm struggling. Right. And And they're there to listen and support you. And so I'm so glad that you did that at that time. And you're right. Holidays, no matter the holiday, there's memories, I'm sure, with you at every holiday with TJ. Like there's memories of him for every day of his life, like you indicated, driving to and from work and school and brushing your teeth together and eating together. And I think that's what people really don't understand that it's not like you just lost your child on that day. Right. You're losing your child multiple times a day, every day after that day, every day is there, there's that loss of, of that child. And I think people don't understand that. Um, for sure, because those triggers, those memories, those um, daily things that you did together um, are there. And there's no way to get away from them. You know, no. going into the grocery store, and I've had people say, like, they've gone into the grocery store, um, and people that are at the grocery store, it's a normal grocery store you go to, and maybe the checker or somebody there asks about your child. Right. Yep. I don't think people realize that, like, you know, 
or if in many cases too, I talk to women that have stillborns, like, you know, how's your baby doing? You know, how's your child doing? So hard to do, to go right. into those environments. Well, and the, and the biggest question people ask is how many kids do you have? Sure. And you're like, well, I have two, but one's in heaven. You know, I mean, and, but at first I, I didn't know what to say. I, I, I didn't yeah. know what to say. What was the proper wording for the society, you know, cause people get so like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you know, I'm not afraid to talk about TJ. Good. Good. And you do, you have two children for sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, one that just isn't physically with you anymore here on earth but he's still with you. He'll always be with you. Um, and I talked to somebody recently that they had a stillborn, no comparison. You know, I don't want to compare people no. to people or stories to stories there. And just to elaborate on that, someone asked her, she's expecting now. And someone asked her if that was her first. And at oh. one point she said, um, yes. And she will never say that again. She felt horrible. She felt like she dishonored her child that she lost. And so she said, I will never do that again. I will always say that that child is my child, which indeed it is. Um, right. And she said, I will never avoid that anymore. I will always talk about all of my children. So I love that you agree with that, that Absolutely. he is your child. He will always be your child and to always honor him and honor yourself for all the years you had with him, which are few, which were few, the years you had with him. Yeah. Um, but the memories, you know, are massed. I, I've seen them. I've seen the <laughs> memories that you share. There's a massive amount of memories. I'm sure there could be, there would have been many, many more memories, but just to cherish and honor him by sharing those memories. Um, I love that. And what we talked about prior to we pushing record was the second year, because that's what you're going into now is the second yeah. year. And many people don't understand. They assume assumptions from society that the second year will be easier that you've gone through all of the first you know the first holidays the first birthdays the first memorial day you know um fourth of july that you've experienced all of those yeah and it's not true because no. as the second year comes the disbelief the shock it wears it's off. Kind of wore enough. Yeah. And you experienced it earlier, those friends and family, you know, they're not touching base much anymore. No. They've, <laughs> they've moved on, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is that the second year is when your grief work really begins, mm -hmm. is in that second year because of all of those things um, have worn off. And I think also in the 70s, 
second year is when you really find that you have to figure out what your identity is. Right. Outside of TJ's mom, which you always be, but there's almost a new kind of identity that is still to be figured out because that's all you, that's who you are. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about that before you had indicated that's exactly what's happening but you feel like this second year is going to be hard. Share a little bit about that. Well, so the day after the one year, um, you know, I woke up and nothing was different, Mm. you know, and he wasn't miraculously back and the pain wasn't lighter or easier as they always say, Oh, it's going to get lighter. That's it's going to get lighter, softer, it's going to get softer. Mm. Well, mm. it definitely didn't get softer for me. It was actually worse. I was really, really hurting. And just a lot of crying and a lot of not accepting, but understanding that I need to figure out what to do now. You mm. know? Yeah, identity. Yeah. Because I'm not the person that I was before TJ died. Mm-hmm. I'm nope. never going to be that person. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not the same person anymore. And that's okay. I've, I've, I feel like I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot and I've been open to so many different possibilities. Um, but your whole perspective on life and the society oh, yeah. has changed. Oh, absolutely. Totally I can't change. How many times I worry about losing someone else that I love, Mm. you know, when you lose someone that you think you would never in a million years lose, you you think you're going to lose everybody. You Mm. never know. You spend so much more time treasuring every single second of every moment with that person and making sure that, you know, you're you're around them more and giving them the time and spending every moment and there's so many things that you just that don't even phase you anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and probably just being totally present. Yeah. In those moments. Oh, absolutely. I can't, you know, I, I was in a fog the first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a fog was lifted mm. recently and it's just hard because when you're in a fog, you don't see everything. And now you're, you're seeing what's really in front of you. And you're like, this is going to be the rest of my life. This Mm. is, I just have to learn how to live with it. And Mm. now the begins of figuring out how you live with it and still honor him. Of course, we're going to honor TJ all the time. You know, we talk about him every day and whoever doesn't like it, can go away Mm -hmm. but um you know like I went and put up a big picture of TJ and Aiden at my work never done that before have Mm. have done nothing like that this whole entire year put a screensaver of him on my computer like I'm instead of blocking it out I'm 
accepting it and I'm learning how to live with the pain. Does that? Sure. And what it says to me is like you, you're feeling that it's not that you weren't uh, sharing pictures and sharing things, but you're outwardly now showing people that you're processing this and that you're, you're still grieving. Right. And you're outwardly showing that this is not ever going to end. Right. And I think that's important for us to do is to yeah. outwardly do those things, you know, put right. a picture, their pictures up. Yeah. Use the screen servers because you're, you're never going to forget. Right. It's, it's always with you in your mind, but you're outwardly now showing that, which is, which is great, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that, that you're doing those things. And I think we naturally, a lot of times, just we do the right things. There's no wrong way to do. Um, the only wrong way to do grief is, um, I would say, to use substance, you know, right. um, oh, yeah. to, to sabotage your health in right. ways. Um, that's the wrong way to grief. Yeah. Not saying that when you're you're first in grief that those prescriptions or whatever that the doctor may give is not needed because many times they are. Um, but I would say to and it and it happens and <laughs> no shame, no blame, no nothing on anyone that's listening. Um, a lot of drinking, you know, or oh, yeah. other things are not the right way to grieve. Yes, they're going to get you maybe through a moment, a night. Um, and I'm like I said, no blame, shame, or anything on anyone because um, it's it's okay. And at some point, it's it's time to process that a little different. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, pills were suggested to me by the doctors and drugs were suggested to me by friends and you know drinking yeah there was yeah. some drinking of course but you know what I realized that it made me worse mm. like it 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 killed it for a second but then you hit that switch and you're so much worse you're so much worse and for me you know I'm like well if he's watching me He's not going to like me doing what I'm doing. So, you know, I feel like I need to do this sober. Hmm. And a lot of people don't, and that's fine. And I've been through a lot of other pain, and drugs were definitely one of the things that I went to, and alcohol. But this time around, nope, I'm going to do it sober. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. There's many other ways to uh, navigate through it with without re, uh, without that, you know. And um, there's there's plenty. There's many ways to uh, grieve in a healthy way. Um, and we've already mentioned some of those, you know, honoring yourself, honoring your child, journaling, yoga. Those are healthy ways to really process. Um, through the grief. And I, and I want to elaborate a little bit on what you said that he would not want that 
And I think that's so important for, for moms, women to know and to always remember that their child is still with them and right. to continue to live life as them with you spiritually, um, whatever that is for you. Um, and just as they're grieving and going through life, that they're with you and right. they would want you happy. Yeah. Not that yeah. you can't cry, not that you can't show emotion, because you probably showed emotion when they were living with you. And so those emotions are all okay. But they would, deep down, mm -hmm. they want you to be happy. Um, and it's okay. Don't Don't be guilty from no. it there's so mm -hmm. many people that feel guilty from having a smile on their face or mm. being having a little bit of joy and and you know I was that person at, at at one point too but but even in the most joyful moments there's still a little bit of sadness and melancholy oh, yeah. you know and but it's okay to smile he would want me to smile he loved my smile you know um and I just, I, I do what I, I do what he would want me to do. And that's continue to live and make sure that I'm living it to the fullest, you know? Good. Even though sometimes Good. it's really, really, really hard. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's right there with you. You've already indicated there's signs. You feel him. He's there. The listeners don't know this. You shared with us maybe for your your recording today in TJ's room, which I believe is beautiful. It's a space um, yeah. that you probably feel feel him the the strongest. I would think. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't tell me that, but that's what I would um, feel. His room is exactly how he left it. Mm. His bed is still up, and and his cover is still on the bed, and. <laughs> It's yeah. exactly how we left it. And my husband and I are, you know, we're going to move in, in a little while. And we're talking about, you know, what, what do you do? Mm. And do you, you know, turn around and put the room back up the way it was. You can't do that. Um, it's just, whew, I think that's going to be a hard one. Mm, mm, mm. Well, let's make sure that we talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and whatever you decide, you know. It's going to be perfect for you guys, whatever you decide, whether it's setting it right back up or taking pieces of it um, and setting them up somewhere. There's, yeah. there's different things that you can do, um, but, but do what's right for you. Um, and, and I say that, too, just to what popped in my mind is even the holidays, even those anniversaries, those um do what's right for you. Don't do things what other people are expecting of you. And I always encourage people, and I just shared this, I don't know if it was last week, earlier this week, my days all together. Um, yes. Have a couple plans, like especially in the holidays, especially for birthdays, those those first and second years. And you'll establish what it is that, that you want to do. But um have a plan in, like the plan may be, um, we're going to have friends over, you know, and I'm going to say our birthdays, we're going to have the friends over, we're going to have a cake, we're going to celebrate that way. 
have a second plan that says, yeah. no, it's just yeah. me. It's just my family. And that's it. Yep. Or even a third plan. Like we're doing, we're not even doing celebrating with the family. Right. Right. We're doing nothing. Like we're just doing nothing. We're just going to be present with each other, but have those plans going in and whatever your body and you decide that day is perfect for you. Yeah. I will say the cake, you know, well, TJ's seventh birthday. Um, I was fine the whole day. We did a bunch of different things that he would have loved to do. We had, we had family and friends over, but when that cake came out mm. and those were lit, why he's not here to blow him out. You know, mm. that was for me. And I don't know how other people feel, but for me, that was devastation because mm. he should be here blowing out his candles, you know? And, um, it's those little triggers that we all have that are so different, you know, and that nobody else understands unless they've been through it. And um, they're always going to be there. Yeah. So you just have to learn how to, how to get through them the best you can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that you said, get through them. We don't get over any of it. We just move forward as best we can through it. Um, Mm -hmm. Moving forward isn't even right, the right terminology. You know, it's really navigating through all of those, those triggers, those, those times, um, which are often, which are daily, um, for sure. Um, So I like that you said about the cake. Um, and the candle. Um, I like that you had family together. It's great to have family together to share memories. And I know just recently, I think I saw, I think it was your post that you asked people to share memories or pictures um, or whatever of TJ, which is so important because we are not with our children. I mean, even though it sounds like you were, um, majority of the time, but technically we're really not with them 24 seven. And there are other people that are experiencing things with them maybe oh, at school or, or whatever. Absolutely. And to, and to be able to, for them to share those things that you were not present for. Um, right. It's huge. Yeah. I'm glad that you did that. Yes. Absolutely. You that did that? Yeah. I mean, okay. for, for, for me, it was, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about you. I probably got like 200 text messages that said, I'm thinking about you. Mm. And I was like, okay, send me a picture of TJ. Okay. Mm. Tell me a memory of him. That's mm. what I wanted to do on the day of, on his, on his day of death. I wanted to talk about him. I wanted to share memories of him. I wanted to see videos of him. I wanted to see pictures of him. I, I wanted that so much and not a lot of people gave that to me yeah. and you know, and that's all you want. That's all you really want is the, rem- the memory of him is such a treasure to me that if somebody sends me a video today of him, I'm not, I'm going to get upset of course, but I'm also going to love that and treasure that, you know, yes, you are. and people should not be afraid to share those with me. And that's, and a lot of the society feels like, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's I'm glad that you said that because people are afraid that it's going to hurt upset you. you and hurt mm -hmm. you. You're already hurting. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't forgotten. It's it's it may that emotion will come when you see it. Right. And I love that you said you're gonna treasure it. People need to know that you're going to treasure that. Absolutely. With the emotion that you felt is okay. It's about treasuring that. Yeah. Is so important. So yeah. important. So you indicated that you got a lot about thinking uh, uh thinking of you. And I know for myself, I can't remember if I sent you a text or sent something out on social media, you know, wanted to connect and just know that I was thinking of you. So yeah. for me or someone else that didn't know TJ that right. didn't have a picture of TJ right. what would have been possibly a better thing to do? What would have um, been helpful for you? Oh, man, I don't even. It's a hard one. It's a hard one, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself, I'm like, oh, I think I did that. But I'm like, I didn't have a picture. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't ever get mad or anything like that. I, I know that people are, you know, mean well you know and 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 it's very thoughtful of people to still reach out and everything like that that's a good question i i don't know what i don't know what would have made it better you know yeah. i think that day was just our day one moment at a time yeah one second at a time and so many different emotions and it was so it was so busy on that day we did so many things that day and um i can't even remember what we did yeah. i mean i do I don't it's how crazy it was you know yeah but um we did things in his honor we definitely yeah. did things in his honor we uh we donated to cardinal glennon where he was pronounced dead um and we also shut off multiple fireworks because he awesome. loved fireworks it's a three-hour show and he oh my to, god yeah and he <laughs> loved loved fireworks so you know we blew up the sky for him awesome so I do remember those moments um but sometimes you're like wait did I do you know your mind it's so sure. foggy sometimes and it's like you mm -hmm. feel like you're in the moment but you're really not in the moment fully it's like part of you is not here anymore and I don't mm -hmm. think people yeah that that part of you is somewhere else yearning mm -hmm. You know, yearning for TJ, I yearn for TJ every day, and and just just hoping that there's a glimpse of something, you know, that may that makes mm -hmm. me feel like he's with me. Mm -hmm. um, but Ask you also for have that. To, yeah, Ask for that. People have. Um, I'm learning more and more about signs, and yeah. people asking for the signs. Right. And if you're really in tune to it, which it sounds like you are, you know, you talked about the deer and the owl and the hummingbirds and all of that. Um, you can ask your loved one for specific signs. Like you see deer all the time. So ask for something else. Right. I've um, heard of that. And they, it, it, it's amazing to me. I'm a full believer in it. Um, ask for those signs and I most people that I talk to within a day or two those signs appear mm -hmm. just in the most 
unusual way. Um, right. So it's beautiful. It's so healing to yeah. receive those. So ask for them. I know I came across a white feather um, when I was at Senior Olympics a couple weeks ago, and it was just beautiful. You know, all of several of my family members had walked past it, you know, um, and I'm just like, there it was right in front of me. So, of course, I picked it up and I still have it. It's in my bag. Um, but I felt like that was a sign that my mom, who I most recently lost, was with us. She was yeah. with all of us, all of the family. Um, so ask for those signs. I did not ask for that. Was I thinking about her while I was there? Yes, of course I was. But ask for those signs. Um, that's so important. So I'm going to go back to what I could have done. And you tell me if this because I'm really thinking about this now, like what to do with people that I don't know. Right. Um, how would you have felt if I would have grabbed a picture off of your social media um, that, you know, maybe I love TJ smile on it um, yeah. or something like that and sent that to you? How would that have felt, do you think? Would that Better. have felt creepy or? No, okay. no, no. <laughs> I think it would have been like, you know, he had a beautiful smile. Yeah. You know, or okay. smiling on you or something like that. Yeah, no, I, that would have been, that would have been more, yeah, that would have put a smile okay. on my face. All right, all right, just, <laughs> I'm learning, and the listeners are probably learning as well as we, as we navigate through this, you know, and that's a big part of it. We talked about that is society, teaching society how to help, you know, they just don't know, and so that's a big right. part of it. Well, I remember that. <laughs> well, and people are different too. You know, I have I have a friend who lost her daughter, and every time somebody tells her she's really strong, she mm. gets really, really, really angry. Mm. And and um, you know, I there's sometimes where I say things, and and she gets she doesn't like it. I I think that we're all different. Oh, yeah, we're all yeah. different. You know, um, I think I'm definitely a survivor you know for surviving this mm -hmm. because I can't I've been through a lot in my life uh mm -hmm. tons of different things um but this one, mm -hmm. this one is the worst because there's no getting over it mm -hmm. there's just learning how to live with it you know yeah yeah so I would love for you to and and you may have thought about this maybe not um what are things that you will do in the future to honor yourself and to honor TJ do you have some things that you're thinking about doing or you did the the bears are the stuffed animals this year? Yeah. Will that be something you do every year? Will there be something different every year? Have you kind of thought about that? You we honored him with lots of fireworks. Sounds yeah. Amazing. Oh, that that's definitely going to be every year. The fireworks. Okay. My husband's way of honoring him. So he that's something that he would want to do every year. Um, I for us, you know, we have the TJ Story organization that will give back to the community. Um, we're working right now with Goldfish Swimming School to try to create a scholarship in TJ's mm -hmm. name. 
for children that are, um, you know, less fortunate and cannot afford swimming lessons. Um, so it's, I think by giving back, he was a big sharer, you know, he believed in sharing with his friends. Uh-huh. And I think part of honoring him in that way is giving back to the kids, you know, fighting for the kids, this, this whole summer camp regulation, you know, those are the things that I feel like we do in his honor. We, pr- we uh-huh. try to for other kids. Um, and that's something that we're going to continue to do. Um, honoring myself is mm. find, finding time to take for myself. Good. So there's a retreat that I'm going on. Um, it's just a one day thing that I feel like that's for me. You know what I mean? Good. And what it's kind of for- retreat is it? I missed what you said. It's a yoga retreat. Yoga. Love it. Yeah. It's a yoga retreat. There's a bereaved mother's uh, BJC retreat that they do every year that I ended up signing up for this year. So things like that, that are to help, you know, figure out my path now. That's on me to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I love that. I'm glad that you're thinking about honoring yourself. It's important to honor yourself. Um, And like you said at the beginning, mentally, physically, spiritually, there needs to be healing. Um, and honoring yourself and taking care of yourself is, is all part of that. Um, I could talk and ask many, many more questions and we could be on here for hours. Um, and I won't do that to you nor the listeners. I may have you come back on another, um, episode to ask some more, um, because I wanted to elaborate more on where grief is held in your body and how, and more talk about that fog that brain fog, which is all very, very natural. Um, There's a lot that we can discuss about that. And we're we're not limited on time, but I don't wanna, I wanna respect your time and the listener's time. So I wanna conclude with this. And you're very, um, you're only a year past. You've talked about some things in this first year um, of course, that were very, very difficult. What would you say to that mom or what would you wish you would have known in this past year? What are words of encouragement, insight for those moms that you could share? Oh, man. Um, everything will pass. Mm. You know, every emotion that you feel every everything will pass you know there's a there's always a light at mm-hmm. the end and <laughs> you know tj would say we do not give up even mm-hmm. if we're sad we do not give up never you know that's our that's our slogan so don't give up even if you're sad you, you'll get through it I promise you will. Yeah. Perfect. And I would just add to that, reach out for support. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Make sure you're strong enough to reach out. And that I would say is one of the hardest things for someone grieving to do is to reach out. 
oh, that absolutely. initial reaching out. We, we feel, I think sometimes we don't want to burden another person. We don't want to um, necessarily share everything because there's so much emotion. That is the hardest thing is to reach out. And I would just encourage you to continue to reach out and the listeners to reach out. Yeah, find your tribe. Find your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Olga, for sharing um, with us, PJ, sharing with us your journey. So far, um, the journey is still continuing. Um, And just know that I'm here. reach out. We'll be, we're, we're connected. We're going to stay connected. I want to support you in any way that I can. So thank you so much for coming on um, the podcast and sharing your resiliency through this. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't miss an episode. Check the show notes for any resources mentioned during this episode. And I want to invite you to download my free guide at www.livingaftergrief.com forward slash grief hyphen impact hyphen wheel. It's called the Grief Impact Wheel and it's designed to guide you to begin your grief transformation. Also, remember that you don't move forward or allow your grief work to start until you begin to talk about it. I encourage you to move from that stuck state by talking with someone. Reach out to me or someone that can support you in moving forward. If you'd like to connect with me, you can message me at Living After Grief on social media or email me at Teresa at livingaftergrief.com. I can't wait to be with you again next week and I'm sending you love and peace, my friends.